Ready in 5, 4, 3, 2... Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning ships, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina P. Oh, thank you to Nadav. What you heard there was a little behind the scenes. We decided to let you guys hear it. He counts me in in Hebrew every time. Yeah, you love hearing I, me speak that. I love it. I just think it adds a little something special. Well, I'm glad I could help to make you feel special before every show. I do. I love it. Shlemiel. Shlemazel. <laughs> it sounds like the Laverne. And let's, let's go through it. What's the five? Chamesh. Chamesh. Arba. Alba. Shalosh. Shalosh. Shtaim. Shtaim. And then... Achat. Achat. <laughs> beautiful language. Thank you for sharing your, your beautiful language. Okay, let's get to some business first. 2020 is upon... I can't believe we're here already. And Mama is torn. January 9th through 11th, Austin Tejas at Cap City Comedy Club. January 30th through February 1st, Pustin, Texas at the Houston Improv. Uh, Valentine's Day weekend in Tampa, Florida at the Improv, February 28th through 29th. Manfrandisco, San Francisco at Cobb's Comedy Club, March 7th. Uh, I'm at the Ice House, March 13th through 14th throughout Florida at the Miami Improv. And then Dallas, and then Judor Titties, and then Des Moines and Phoenix, Arizona at Stand Up Live. Tickets at Christina P. on Loin, 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 Loin. Uh, thank you. Also, Varsity Mom and Cool Mom shirts are uh, on sale at the store. They do the merch method. Dot com slash Tom Segura. You can get uh, Varsity Mom. I like to use Varsity Mom sweatshirt for drop-offs in the cold weather. Cool Mom for the warm weather. I like to have it all. Oh, I love this freaking shirt, you guys. All right. Thank you to everybody that's bought this stuff already. I really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. Fucking, I, I came across... Why am I swearing for no reason? I came across uh, this story on CNN I thought I would share with you. It put it this way it's it's funny that we're shocked and it's funny that it's a story but i like it nonetheless so nadav roll it as they say the idea came for me in fact my, my daughter was having a uh, party a unicorn party standard for for a four-year-old maria came across and she and she did all the girls uh, unicorn hair and i thought well i don't really want to get lessons just just combing my daughter's hair without her crying so if you guys can't understand there, okay, I'm um, what he I'll translate into American is that he's saying that this the that his daughter had a unicorn party and all the girls had their hair done like braided, and um, he wanted to learn how to braid his daughter's hair, even just comb his daughter's hair without her crying, which is so sweet because. Um, it's funny, cause I remember my dad, I don't remember him brushing my hair, but just touching my hair, they, men or grown dads just seem to touch your hand, like their hand is just like a meat, like a slab of beef, and they just touch you so, like a dog, like he would kind of pet me like he pet the dog, which wasn't very sensitive, you know, <laughs> um, but so this is really cute, is there more on this one? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So these men are learning how to braid their daughter's Think, hair. Because there's a method to it. 
Um, it, it gets, yeah, some people pick it up so easily. The, the children actually really love it and they come back the next month saying, you know, my teacher said how lovely my hair was and it was like, did your mummy do it? No, my, my dad did it. Wow, what a revelation. <laughs> so these are monthly classes. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, my dad did it. And like, it's, it's so cute. And at the same time, like, why are we, why is this a story? Like, it's so... It's, it is shocking, no, Nadav, to see men braiding their daughter's hair and going to learn to do it. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it's, um, you know, if you have a daughter, you're like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, the wife will take care of the, yeah. the womanly things with her. <laughs> but, I mean, there's not really a reason for a dad not to know what goes on in his daughter's life. You know, if hair is an important mm -hmm. thing, you know, it's, an, uh, it's a good excuse to hang out with your daughter. Oh, it's everything. Hair, especially to a little girl, you know, having long hair, how you style it. and But um, but Ryan Sickler, <clears throat> excuse me, when he was on here, was talking about doing his daughter's hair, too. Like, they're just, they're so clueless. But I love that men are, um, are wanting to, do, like, why not? Why wouldn't you want to know how to do your daughter's hair? Right, there's no real good reason against it. Yeah, like, but I feel like my own dad, if somebody had suggested this to him, he would be like, no fucking way, I have a penis. This is for gays, right? Like, what? Like, I think men, like our dad's generation, assume that this would automatically make you a homosexual. If you had any interest in the feminine. Any of your dads in there would braid your hair, guys? Um... Chris, you've got a long mane. <laughs> No, your dad is like a military guy. Yeah, my dad would not braid my hair. Right. <laughs> did you have a sister? I forget. You did. Yeah, I have a sister. And did your dad ever take an interest in braiding her hair? Uh, not that I can recall. I'm pretty <laughs> sure my mom did that. Yeah. <laughs> Zolo? Rolo with a Z, our intern, our sweet little 20-year-old intern. Do you have no, a daughter? Never got my hair braided. You have a sister? No, only child. Oh, that's right. That's why you're here. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe. It's so funny because I don't, I don't remember my dad having an interest in anything about me, frankly. Like, I don't think, I think I, we just annoyed our parents, that generation, right? Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, stop bothering me so I yeah. can make money so you could eat. You know, it's right. one of those. I feel like that's kind of what it is, you know? That is that, right. Our generation was raised by people. The dad's duties back a generation ago is just earn money put food on the table and just shut up about it go do your duties right and you don't need to be an emotional support to anybody right like uh just like earn a dad's living. life is work life yeah and mom's life is home life yeah and they're you know that's mutually exclusive like one's not involved in the other kind of you know? yeah or at least that's how i grew up yeah i think that's how uh, people our age my age uh, grew up yeah absolutely i think now the the you know, the power dynamics are shifting and, and women are doing things men do and vice versa. It's exciting. And I imagine when you guys become parents, I think you guys are going to do it differently, right? Do you think you'll oh. braid your daughter's hair? <laughs> I mean, I think I might, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. Uh, helping to produce this show has definitely geared me up to be a better parent. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Thank and God. I mean, and I think that's what it is, is that like, you know. It's always been like that where, you know, dad responsibilities and mom responsibilities have always been separated. And now that it's like coming together, it's, you know, the stigma is being lifted. And 
I mean, I know I wish I had a dad that braided my hair. <laughs> I wish I had a dad that knew my middle name. I doubt that he knows my birthday. I bet you if we call, I, well, I don't speak to him, but if we call my dad, and I, I promise you, if I were like, okay, dad, what's my birthday? What's my middle name? And what are my children's names? He would get maybe one out of three, right? There's no freaking way he would know any of that. But I imagine, too, like, again, that that's a generational thing. It's not his fault. I'm not blaming him. That's how he was. He was raised like a savage. Right. He escaped yeah. communism, right? He had a horrible childhood himself. Nobody knew his middle name. So why would he evolve? And, you know, he's just trying to survive in this country. Like, I, I totally I get it. But uh, wow. I wonder, I, guys, in your home life, what's it like? Is there a clear division of male and female duty still? Are we evolving I wonder, because I talk to my girlfriends who have children. I mean, you look at Aaliyah and Kreischer, who's been in, on the show before, and it's clearly they're, they have a more gender-divided household, or Bert is the provider uh, and, and the child and the alcohol, alcoholic parent. And then she picks up all the slack at home. I don't know. I wonder, are their dads more involved? I don't know. I mean, Tom does stuff, but by far, it's always on mom, by the way. I think it's always on mom. If that kid grows up to be a millionaire, it's like, what did mom do? If the kid grows up to be a serial killer, what did mom do? It's always on mom, damn it. It's never the dad. No one goes, oh, did his dad beat him? It's always did the mom do something weird sexually with him. Right, and it's always right? like, what more could the parents have done, right? Yeah, that too. Well, you know, you could start with taking your daughter to hair school once a month because we have a couple more clips. <laughs> oh, oh I love it. Okay, okay. We're not the same dads since we met Maria. I suppose we're all on the same boat. We're all dads. We're all girls. We come here. We do what we can. We have a bit of cheeky sweets from the canteen that mommy doesn't know. <laughs> That's cute. He says we come there and we have sweets that mom doesn't know about. My biggest dream is to do her hair when she gets married. Aww. For me, it's been about just that fellowship, that friendship, and obviously learning a, a new skill as well is, is always valuable. And I think for dads especially, finding something to do with their daughters is just um, really special. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Can you even imagine your dad saying anything like that in a dog? <laughs> Uh, not gonna lie, Christina, prepping this clip definitely got me a little teary-eyed. Really? Wish, wishing, you know, that I had a dad like that growing up. Oh my God, me too. Like, yeah. even my dad, even my dad, by the way, just so you know, when we walked, did I tell you the story on this show before? We were practicing walking down the aisle at my rehearsal, wedding rehearsal. I don't think so. I didn't tell the story. Okay, so we're, we're practicing and I'm on his arm and I go, oh my God, dad, I hope I don't cry tomorrow and ruin my makeup. And he goes... Why would you cry? <laughs> Just so you know, that's what I'm dealing with. He's a psycho. Like, he didn't even understand. It was, like, not important that I got married. Didn't really. I mean, the fact that this dad is like, I want to do my daughter's hair. I mean, get the hell out of here for her wedding. I love it. Okay, let's see this. Aww. Me and Jack sort of set up Yorkie Dads about three, four years ago. And it was Jack's idea, to be fair, to set up a, a hair school. Maria's got this very simple way of teaching people, which works for simple people like me. And so I thought, you know, I can't be like a, someone who's got involved in setting it up and be terrible at my daughter's hair. <laughs> that is so adorable. Just to spend time with my girls um, and being able to do something rather than 
them just going off to their mum to do hair. So, as you can see, follically challenged. I've never really had much to do with hair, except on my face. Yeah, he's got quite a crazy mustache. He's one of those... It makes me a bit emotional sometimes. I get, you know, messages from some of the dads saying how invaluable the experience is, the bond that's created between the kids. It's absolutely incredible. Come along, come along, guys, and it's a, it's wonderful. And nobody will be as bad as me. I can assure you. Oh, oh, yeah. That that doesn't that doesn't look good. But he's trying. It doesn't matter as long as he's trying. Is that like a Christmas tree he put in her hair? Yeah, looks really garbage. I'm trying to figure out if that lady talking had her eyes crossed or not. You know, when you look at someone, you're like, are their eyes crossed or she, it's just, yeah. Like, let's watch, what do you think? Does she have a wonky eye or it's just the angle? Because I've taken headshots before where I look cross-eyed. I'm like, that's ah, just the angle because I'm not cross-eyed, right? Am I? I'm not cross-eyed. I don't right? think so. No, I'm not cross-eyed. Um, <sighs> right? Like, one I of mean, the eyes is a little too in. The left one? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Right? It's wonky. A, a little bit, but you know what? She's helping dads figuring oh, out how to do oh, hair. She gets sorry. a pass. I she forget. gets a pass. Christina. She's a good lady. I she's forget. a good, nice person. <laughs> I'm not one of those. She's not a cool girl. She's yeah. not a cool. No, she's not a cool mom. She's definitely no. I'm just kidding. Uh, well, that is lovely. That does that does bring a tear to my eye. God damn it! I'm so angry at my father. Oh, it just brings up everything, doesn't it? Catch me outside. How about that? Oh, it's so upsetting. All right. <sighs> I wish my parents loved me. Okay, let's go on. Oh, we got some follow-up stuff. Follow-up. Uh, let's do a follow-up video. How excite. Hey, Hitler. Deanna <laughs> from Florida. Um, not a mom hack or a mom fail. Just a story I thought you might enjoy about the quarterlies. Oh. So the other day after work, <laughs> after a particularly long day at work on my feet, I'm also 35 <gasps> weeks pregnant. Oh, girl. I asked my wonderful husband for a foot massage because I'm dying emotionally and physically. <laughs> you know what his response is? You know what's good for foot pain? Blowjobs. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like, what? This boy, mind you, got one last week. What? And is already asking for more. Ugh. Luckily, he came in four strokes, so we're all good. <laughs> this on me beat me. That greedy little monster. He just got a weekly a week ago, and now he's coming back for more. See, that's why you got to dole out the quarterly BJ's once a quarter. You can't, if we start setting the precedence, it's like feeding a stray cat. Once you put the bowl of food out and they know they can keep getting it, then you're always giving them. Unless you like giving them, you prefer. Yeah, you give an inch, right? Yeah, right. I don't, I'm not, you know, it's not my first go-to is the BJ. I prefer just vaginal. Like, just put it in there and, you know, think of England. Okay, here's some, uh, mm, 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 mm. oh, I like this. Okay, I have a question for you. Oh, follow up. I have a question for you about Christmas presents after listening to one of your prior podcast episodes. This is for next year. She says advice for next year. My husband and I have decided that we no longer want to buy for adults in our family on both sides. Between buying for parents and siblings, plus, plus all of the Yankee swaps. What's a Yankee swap? 
I don't know. I imagine it's like a okay. secret Santa. I mean, I don't know these Christmas traditions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I forget. <laughs> yeah, you're on the other team. It can really add up and it doesn't leave a lot of money to spend on our kids. Not that it's about much how much you spend but or how much they receive. To us, Christmas is all about our two little girls and this is who we feel we should be spending our money on. My husband's birthday is also less than one week before Christmas, so December can be a tight month financially for us. We had discussed not buying presents for our adult family members with my in-laws. We pitched the idea of all of us going to dinner or doing a family day instead of gifts. It was almost like we were not it was almost like we were not heard. Next year, we have made up our minds that we will only be buying for our kids. My question is, how do we go about telling our families this without seeming rude or cheap? I'm worried that they will not respond well. Thank you for advice and laughter. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. Girl. Well, let me tell you. Here's what I here's what we did. And it worked out quite nicely. Is you just say that like I. Why am I, I? I mean, look. I don't know. My I feel like I've set the precedence in our with my in laws that they kind of know that I'm a little bit of an a hole, and that I like. You just got to take it or leave it. Like I, so we we did. We said no no presents for adults except for that white elephant gift that you. It's a value of less than I think we said at thirty five dollars. So everyone can get one gift. The adults. So we did buy one gift for every you know for the white elephant thing. Um, and you just say, like, what am I going to get the adults here? You guys have everything you need. You're in your 70s, for God's sakes. How much more stuff do you need? Um, you really, it's like pointless. And, um, yeah, you're going to sound rude and you're going to sound cheap. But you know what? So what? <laughs> like, who cares? I think um, if someone's honest with themselves, like, they're kind of going to be relieved. They don't have to buy gifts for everybody and the stinking family. I mean, what are you going to buy a grown-up? What's the point? It's stupid, right? Right. So, it's so stupid. hold on. So just trying, Go ahead. To, just trying to think of this question. So what's the play-by-play -play oh. in letting them know that this ain't happening? Sure, sure, sure. Is it just sure. like a group text? Or oh, no, like no, no. How no. far in advance do they have to know? And Never text because that opens up a flurry of dialogue. I don't respond to group texts from the family. I just pretend like I don't even see them. I don't. Here's what you do. Iris, who was on the show before Christmas, remember, we talked about producing our holidays. So she sent out, um, what's that called? The set expectation email. And we did that about, we did that uh, right around Thanksgiving, right? Mm. Yes. She had the expectations set. Now right, I right hosted. people get into Christmas mode. That's, that's what's up. Now I hosted everybody this year. So it was like my house, my rules. And I said, hey, we're just going to we're going to spoil the kids. And uh, the here's what the attire is on Christmas Eve. Here's what you're going to expect. Here's what time dinner is. And this is what's going to happen. It was like an itinerary. And I I swear to God, no questions, no whatever. It was so clean and easy. So you can if I were you, I might send it out as like, uh, hey, here's a suggestion. Are we all on board for this as an email? Because if it's not your house and you're not hosting, you can't really demand too much right i think she would have to but then wouldn't fish for it does see. that open so you did that this year yeah so were there any did anyone respond to that email um or was everyone just like yep sounds good everyone yeah. was like yep sounds good there because go. who the hell wants to add more to their plate and you're right it's already such an expensive time of year 
traveling and all that shit. Just get it for the kids. And probably send that email before any like Black Friday sales start going off so no one's like buying yeah. stuff in advance. Maybe even before I think because here's mm. the deal. Here's what I've learned when you <laughs> when you're planning stuff with people, you got to get in there before anybody's even thinking about this stuff so that you're the first thought in the room. There you go. That's always the thing because you're like, wow, I wasn't even thinking about Christmas. If you start doing this in October, <laughs> you start floating this idea of no gifts for adults. By November, it sounds like the only idea that's been floated. Now you're the genius that came up with how the holidays are going to go. That's what I think the key is. Just get in smart. early. Yeah, I'm smart. So smart. I'm smart. I know what's to do. You just got to get in early. Okay. Oh, this one I love. This is a response from a few episodes back. Mom and Child Parking. Hi, Mommy. I absolutely love your podcast. Thank you so much. Recently, I've got much out of where my mom's at as I have an 11-month-old little girl. Oh, Hearing the mom, the mom fails, she says, M-U-M, so we know she's from England, makes me feel so much better about some of the silly things I've done with Poppy. However, on your most recent podcast, you said something along the lines of, once you're no longer pregnant, there should be parking for moms. My question is, do you not get parent and child parking in America? We get it in the UK, and it's beside the disabled parking bays they also are extra spacey so you don't dent doors and have room to get kids in and out of car seats love you once the boys get okay good can you fucking below oh, she's from scotland shannon from scotland are you freaking kidding me parent and child see this is why the uk is so civilized like europe western europe not my tribe western europe is so civilized they have things like parent and child parking look at this extra wide so you're not banging cars oh i love this they should do this for us in the u.s i hate that we have all this money and we don't do anything positive with it look at that yeah this is such a good idea dude how much would this help you so you're not looking for a spot your kids are crying oh the u.s is so behind i know we're such dummies we're such cowboys about stuff you know why here's what would happen Oh, Christ. Here's what would happen. Because that sign is of a woman, right? Parent and child, and it's a lady in a dress, and then they're going to say, but what about, what about you're gendering the lady? What if it's a thing? And what if, what if I identify as a child? What if I do role playing and I'm a baby on the weekends? Like, we would have so many stupid people protesting that. For instance, you know what I love? The one thing I loved about the Middle East, I've been there a few times doing gigs for um, over for the military. I don't like a lot culturally about the Middle East. I'm going to be very honest with you because I don't think it's a good place for women. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just do a little googly doodly search on the Middle East. It's not a good place for us. But one thing I freaking love when I visit like the UAE or Bahrain, Dubai, these places, they have what's called family restaurants and then they have the, or the family section in the restaurant and then a section for single men so that the married people, the women, the children and the married men sit in one section and then all the dirtbag single men, the perverts can go sit alone. And I 
loved it. It was wonderful. That sounds like a dream. I know, but you know we can't do that in America because people be like, that's discrimination. I'm a single man who identifies as a mom. <laughs> like, okay. So don't you think people would yeah. go nuts? And it's like, okay, well then sit next to this crying baby, you dummy. Yeah, dummy. <laughs> yeah, like wouldn't you just love to go and get your buffalo wild wings away from the screaming kids? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Anything I could do to get crying kids out of my life I'm, is a godsend. All right. See, I didn't even think of it from your perspective like yeah you don't want weird dudes looking at your children and you and weird dudes don't want to see crying babies and live with us so perfect yeah, yeah. that's if there was restaurants in la that did that that's segregated the first ones <laughs> that did that would be printing money i know there because there there are restaurants this is a parent thing by the way there are restaurants that parents families go to because it's loud and your kids can act like idiots like um rock and brews is one of them here in like redondo beach where we you can take your kids to because there's like 10 tv screens all blaring loud and your kids can scream and throw shit and no one's gonna say anything shakies shakies like all these Chuck e. cheese sh- yeah all these dumps right like these horrible places but imagine if they just had like a section where you could just be loud with your kid and you're not ruining anybody's time it would be a maze Oh, we need to start doing this segregating by a single man. Could you imagine America would never let that happen? I'm a single man. I'm being discriminated. Well, I mean, you know, maybe if you just say uh, if they make it, if we workshop it. So that's just like with child area and then without child area. Because I wouldn't be upset being in a room with a married couple that doesn't have any kids. That's just like, yeah, well, that's just a normal couple that isn't intruding on my quiet space. Dude, it would be like. The smoking or non-smoking sections, like back in the day, smoking or non, children or no children. I would fucking love that. Oh yeah. See, but then people are too butthurt in America about, they'll be like, that's rude, that's discrimination, you're discrimin... And it's oh. like, okay, we'll tell you what, we'll put you in the crying baby room so you can yeah. stop complaining. Yeah, how about that? Enjoy that shit. I agree, because I'm always paranoid about ruining other people's dinners when I'm with my my animal, my two little animal boys, because they're kids. They're, they ruin everybody's good time. That's what they do. Oh, it'd be so nice just to have a place to let them roam free. Also, in Japan, I just found out on the subway, they have female-only cars, because in Japan, the, the public transportation is so jam-packed that you're literally mashed up against... You're pressed so tightly against other people on the subways, like you're literally just face to face, that they have a female only car. So women don't have to get bumped up against by dudes bulges. And I think that's phenomenal. Would never happen here, but I'm praying for it. So civilized. Japan is the most civilized, I think. They've got everything right. They line up for everything, too. They line up. The British love to queue up, too. They line up. Not Hungarians. They don't line up for shit. Yeah, when I or would, Israelis. Right? Push and shove is our line. Yes. It's just so undignified. I was at a McDonald's in Budapest, and they don't even line up for that. They just, like animals, were just waiting and pushing each other. Yeah. Yeah, there's no line. Just assert yourself. You yes. Know? Which is god awful there's no uh, rule or order <laughs> fuck that it's so vulgar and tom had to kind of americanize me and make me like he had to civilize me i always say that like for instance we got this email from this woman we're doing a, some business with and she's so proper you know like she uses such like white lady speak well we need to touch base and then 
once we de- we've devised a thing, then we can, and, and I literally, sometimes I don't even understand what white people are saying when they're so white that I, I forward it to Tom. I go, I like her so much, but I don't know what she's saying. Can you translate this from white person to like me? Because I don't know what the fuck these white people are talking about. I am white too, but I'm a, I'm a dirty Eastern blocker, you know. I'm just we're, we're, I was raised like a savage too. I don't I don't know how to act normal. Okay. No, yeah, that's actually right? a really good cheat. cheat uh, like a good cheat, at least for me. Like when we have, like family from Israel coming to visit. Oh boy. And yeah. we go to like an amusement park. Oh boy. It's having someone who's okay being an asshole leading the way, so you don't have to be like, <laughs> hey, uh, 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 I don't know. Hey, Benny, uh, we need to get to the front of this line. Just do yeah. your Israeli thing. Do your thing. Yeah, and then yes. you just grab to the back of their shirt, and then you just push through Ugh. everyone to get to the front. I know. It works in some regard. Like, we... Let's put it this way. If America collapses tomorrow, it's the immigrants that are going to fucking survive. It's people like you and me, Nadav, that have been through some shit. We'll be like, I can hawk this jewelry for a car i can like i survive i'm a cockroach yeah right we could justify yeah, anything bro. it was just like gotta eat yeah gotta, gotta eat. eat well in hungary too the bumper cars i remember when i went to that amusement park in budapest they don't even line up you literally you huddle around the bumper cars in a circle and then the bumper cars stop and everyone just bum rushes and you fucking throw the person out it's terrible yeah it's terrible it's terrible yeah, yeah, yeah. Savagery. I remember going to the Israeli consulate. It's no fun either. Oh. Everyone's just a dick nonstop for no reason. <laughs> Terrible. So Terrible fun. people. I love America. Listen, if, if you think I don't love America, you can better get your life. It is fantastic. But we do need to be a little more civilized on stuff. So it is the new year. I can't believe it's 2020. I mean, I did not think I would live this long. Do you remember when you were a, a small child when I was like in 1984, I was what, nine, eight or nine. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, in the year 2000, I'm going to be 40. I can't do math, obviously. Clearly, I wasn't good at math. But I couldn't I couldn't even fathom what 43 years old, like what would I be like? What how would I live? What is that even like? It sounds so old. Anyways, we're in 2020. And um what you got on the table, guys? Are you? What are the resolutions? What are you resolving, Native? Anything exciting? Um, I don't know if I'm resolving anything exciting. Like, I feel like my resolution is to be more exciting. To like, be more- I, <laughs> like, I need more hobbies. Oh, I need yeah. to be less of a lazy piece of shit. I should probably <laughs> take care of my health. You know, just like right. little things of being a normal person. Yeah, I feel like those are those are mine too. Like, I would like a hobby. That would be amazing if that that can't happen. I think that's not going to happen. But I do yeah, want. How does to, mom get hobbies? You, you don't. That's that's a nonsense idea. Is that possible? It's bullshit. Just like this idea of self care that these fucking mommy <laughs> bloggers put out there. Like, you need to just take care of yourself first. Oh yeah. Good luck. If you have multiple kids, that shit ain't happening. You're yeah. lucky if you can take a dump without uh, the kids and the dogs coming in. It's, there, there's no exist. securing your own oxygen mask first. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a lie. Who does that, right? There's no way. There's no. It's a frantic. If if a, the airplane goes down, I'm not going to do me first. I'm running to my babies. I would die getting the masks on their faces first. It's not going to happen. I don't know. I think I feel like I always want to be thinner. I want to get thinner, younger, and prettier this year. And then um, maybe just I should probably get a physical. I don't really. Do you get physicals? Who does that? When was the last time you had one? Like two years ago, three years ago. Okay, that's not too far away. It's not too bad. But I feel like you're probably due for one now. I am. 
because this is the year my age is when people die from stuff like you find out like oh it's just it's too depressing well no you had a baby like a year ago so right yeah yeah so i mean you've been in contact with doctors you're all right i think so i think so but you know definitely gonna get a physical gotta get your boobs looked at and your vagina do you get your finger the finger in your bum hole yet did i oh um i mean prostate i mean or what is uh, I don't think they did it to check my prostate. Oh, you've had like serious butt issues. Yeah, I've had big old butt problems, and so they're Ugh. they're up there for different reasons. Oh my god, what a nightmare! Anyways, <laughs> I don't believe it's so much in New Year's resolutions. I think mostly because I I'm always this person who's like I'm always working on myself. It's exhausting. I'm always convinced that I can be a better version in, of myself. So with I New do Year's feel like that. With New Year's resolutions, like, is that, is there a way to momify that? Like, do you try and come <laughs> up with resolutions for, for your kids where you're like, well, you know, we were doing this last year. Let's try and do, you know, X, Y, Z next year. I'm convinced that I'm not doing enough for them, like, extracurriculars. Like, they got to be in, like, five sports, even though, you know, it's not happening. But, yeah, I'm always like, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? Are they doing enough? Are they bored too much? Whatever. Because I don't even know what a normal childhood looks like. I'm just winging it. I think we're all winging it. But, I mean, I think you could also have, like, a resolution. Like, oh, I should be more hands-off next year, you know? Hilarious. Like, like helicopter parents no. that are like, ah, I should let them turn into a person or something. I mean, I, <sighs> I'm not a person. I'm not a parent, though, so I don't know. It's hard to say. I wish I could. Every year I do feel like it gets easier and easier for me to stop being perfect. It does. It definitely gets easier and easier because you start to see that they're turning out okay. I'm like, all right, I did this. I did this. They're not. They're not sociopaths. They're not like lighting the cat on fire. I think I did it this year. <laughs> Although I'm not sure. I think Ellis may have pooped in the playroom the other day. He said it was the dog, but I'm not sure. And I don't know if that makes him a sociopath. I'm gonna have to ask a shrink about that one. <laughs> Ooh. Um. You know what, too? I will say this is that I do struggle with just being grateful and like um, staying in my own lane, keeping your eyes on your own page. You know, sometimes I, I think to myself, I should be doing more at the career. I should be bigger. I should be <sighs> doing this and that. And then, you know, I always think to myself, too, is like, hey, man, when I'm on my deathbed, am I going to be stoked because I. I sold more tickets in this city or I did this TV show or I'm, am I going to be stoked that I spent more time with my kids and my husband and I made a good life for them? Cause you know, I think that's the more important lane, right? Yeah. How much shit do you need? How much stuff do you want? I just want to be there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You want wholesome family experiences with people that maybe not even family, but just spending time with people, people you, like, you like, you'll remember way more. Yeah. Than like, oh yeah, there was that iPad that I got that I yeah. really liked in 2019. Because I, I made more money because I was working harder. Like that shit does not, I have to say, this is a sidebar, but Tom and I, we were just going over our, our staff for your mom's house and for this show and Studio Jeans. And there's not a bad egg in the bunch. I mean, we were sitting here, this is a compliment to my guys in the booth that we were oh, so, yeah, we're so amazed at how lovely all of you are and how grateful we are that we have such a good team and everybody is like rad. There's no shit, no turds in the bowl. And that's the goal, right? Is to surround yourself with no, no turds in the bowl. <laughs> Just have a positive, try to have, you know, good people around you. So there you go. So thank you guys for being wonderful because you guys are. Thank you. Thank you. Give me, Give my, me my reward. Love. I want all the cups.
<laughs> Every time. Never stops being old. Uh, let's go into, so that's it for follow-ups. Let's get into some, oh, I like mom fail or mom win. Should we try that one? Yeah, you want to do the new segment? Yeah, mom fail or All mom right, win. We don't, we don't have a segment intro that's for fine. you. That's fine. Time for a round <laughs> of mom fail or mom win. Um, yeah. Okay, so. Go ahead. Uh, people have submitted some situations to us, right? Yes. Um, so uh, we're going to view them. And then they're not sure if it's a mom fail or a mom win. Okay. So then we decide if it's a win, if it's a win or, or a, fail. a fail for the mom. Okay, yeah, because sometimes we do get these submissions and they're like, I feel like such a bad mom, this thing happened. I'm like, no, you should be congratulating yourself that you're resourceful and you figured out how to get out of that jam. All right, which we got. Okay, so first let's start with this voicemail. Hey, mommies. This is Jesse from Northern California, and I have a mom win that I think is a win, and I also think it's going to make Christina cringe a bit. So <laughs> oh, no. my, when my now 11-year-old daughter was about three, we were out to dinner, and she'd been being kind of fussy all day, but she's sitting at the table and all of a sudden just looks sick, oh. and I reach across the table and touch her forehead and she is burning up Mm. so I go over to pick her up out of her chair and she starts puking in the middle of this restaurant and my immediate instinct is to grab her head and shove it down my shirt so basically my bra was full of vomit (laughs) and I don't think anybody else in the restaurant even knew what happened (laughs) but we scurried out of the restaurant and Luckily, my husband was wearing a flannel with a T-shirt underneath it, so he gave me his flannel. <laughs> and, yeah, we took our babes home and took care of her. But, yeah, that's my mom win, maybe, mom fail. I don't know. You be the judge. Thanks, mommies. Bye. Oh so there's God. a lot to unpack there. Yeah. You know? There's a lot in both columns for fail and Oh, win. my God. First of all, that is my worst nightmare. Thank you. That is my worst nightmare. Have and you ever had Ellis puke in public? No, no. We stay home a lot. Knock on wood. We're dorks. Yeah, he's puked at the breakfast table, and he just put his head to the side and was like, Meh. <laughs> And thankfully, we cover his chair in a Mickey Mouse sheet because it's covered in filth, so it was just easy, like the sheet we just took up. Now, I want to ask. Now, baby puke is different yeah. from normal puke, yeah. right? Yeah, baby like, puke's a- Like easy. Ellis's puke is different. From no. how he, when he was a baby, right? Yeah. So when they're a baby, it's just milk essentially. So when your baby pukes up, they just they spit up on you a lot. It's just like milk. It doesn't even smell rancid like vomit. But then once they start eating food, it smells like your puke. Like it is, it's heinous, bro. It is so gnarly. Um. All right, let's go through it. So now, if she had sat in our children section of the restaurant, <laughs> this would not have been such a big issue. She probably wouldn't have had to. Let that kid puke down her shirt. Yeah, right. There's no puke rules in the right. family with children section. You can puke shit pee all over that section. That's what it's there for. <laughs> We're going to open our segregated restaurant where it's just women and children. Um, yeah, so what do you think? I don't know. That's a tough one because you don't want to make everyone else vomit around you. So I think it's a win because she was thinking of other people, mm. which is so incredibly valiant. Yeah. In that moment, I would say mom instincts are definitely in the win column because yeah. the instincts to 
hide the puke, hide the shame, make sure no one else sees it. That smells. She's it. looking out for number one, right? I mean, the cleanup had to have been nar nar. Well, she sacrificed herself. Yes, that's all we do for it. That's I, all we do. That's all. I would say that's win win. That's such a win. Well, I mean, win lose. I Mom guess. Mom Win win lose all the time. That's definite win. Oh my god! One time when I was waiting tables at an Indian restaurant in my twenties. Gary Oldman was in there and um, somebody, yeah, and I, I'm a huge fan and somebody, yeah, Tiptoes was amazing. Tiptoes is our favorite film by Gary Oldman, yeah, and somebody got up, walked in front of his table and vomited in the middle of the restaurant and I was waiting tables at the time and I was like, I've never seen that. Just someone get up, walk in front of Gary Oldman and vomit on the floor. I'm like, that was pretty gnarly. Wait, they did it for Gary Oldman? No, it just happened to me that he was sitting at this table and someone just barfed in the middle of the restaurant. I was like, dude, that was pretty horrible. Uh, that person was an adult? Yeah. <sighs> at the and the Indian restaurant was filthy. It's probably from eating that shit, but... Well, I say that's a mom win. Um, yeah, right. I'd say let's mark that as a mom win. That's a win, dudes. All right, what, um, what's I'd the say, video? I'd say let's... Uh, okay, so this video is from also a mommy named Christina. Oh. Um, and I'm going to play the video and you tell me what you think. Okay. Is there puke involved? Where did your sister kick you earlier? On the vagina. She did? Uh-huh. Did that hurt? Yeah, she kicked me on the butt. <laughs> I mean, I think it's an absolute win because she got her daughter to use the proper word. That's exactly yeah. what I think. That was awesome. Yeah, that's. I don't think that could have gone any better. You know, yeah. someone asked her a question and she, she answered in a way that was appropriate. Kicked me in my vagina. Kicked that's her right in the vagina. Stunningly good work, Mom. Stunningly good work. It sucks getting kicked in the vag. And it fucking really hurts, bro. All right, I got an email. My boss thinks my child is a TikTok. <laughs> Hi, Christina. I have a story about something my mom did that lies somewhere in between a mom hack and a mom fail. My mom is practically a single mother, and she used to have to, she used to have to pick up my sister from elementary school every day. Her boss was really shitty and would make her stay way late. So she told her that my sister is TikToked, even though she only has very mild ADD. <laughs> So that she could leave earlier. One day, my mom brought my sister to work with her, and she met the boss. <gasps> when she got home, my sister told me that her boss was very nice but speaks very slowly, so I had to break the news to her. Although this mom hack worked, I would not recommend it tomorrow from Toronto. Hilarious. <laughs> my daughter's TikTok. <laughs> ah, that's a good one, dude. So what do you think of that? Oh, uh, that's a win. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, because look, man, this woman has to go. She's a single mom. You got by any means necessary to get out on time to get your kid from school. What do you think? You think it's a fail? Lying? I don't know. I'm kind of on the line with it. Um, just be, like that feels like the perfect. Like I've used an excuse like that before on myself, where it's like, but you you're TikTok. No, no, no. Well, I mean, no, not, <laughs> not that specifically, but like for example, if you're late for something or you couldn't show up to something, yeah, uh, you know. The reason why is because I had explosive diarrhea. That's a good one. And That's then no one good. asks any follow-up questions because yes. like, oh, geez, okay. And so I feel like oh, yeah. the TikTok, like if you don't say how TikTok your kid is, yeah. ADD is technically it's in a talk. that lane. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if you're not ticking, then you're talking. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, it's a quarter TikTok. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's quarter a tick. percentage. It's a quarter tick. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so I think it's, it's, 
it's a win in that sense in that you're finding an excuse that warrants no more follow-up questions well yeah especially when it's you, your kids no one's gonna fucking ask yeah that's true that is the that is strong explosive diarrhea is the best excuse to get out of work by the way and yeah, vomiting you could, but you could only use that once so i guess it's mm. a win in this sense in that you could use it every day yeah I used to use my sick mom all the time, which was horribly unethical. I'd be like, my mom's sick. Well, she was at the time. I was talking to her, but I would use it a lot. <laughs> Let's do some straight mom fails. Let's do it. Now it's time for a round of mom, mom fails. All right. So we're going to start with a video from Brittany. So I was driving and I was trying to distract my son and he is hitting his cup against um, the cup holder in his car seat. I turn around and this is what it looks like now. Oh, oh God. Yeah, that's like every minute of every day with boys. I it's like constant. My little, the, the baby's got the bottle with the milk in it and he's pouring it on the counter. I turn my back. Now Ellis is in the toilet and he's playing with the brush. She's putting the toilet brush in the toilet and putting water everywhere. I'm going to fix Ellis and now the baby has somehow found matches and is playing with the matches or the fire, the, the, the clicker, the lighter. It's like, it's just constant cleanup and constant, constant. Oh, it's so exhausting. So old. Um, shaky toy. Oh, Jesus. Shout out to that time my son found my vibrator. It's not the first time. One time he found it when he was two and woke me up by shoving it in my mouth. <laughs> Every time I think I've hidden it well enough, I haven't. Love you guys, Sandra. That's horrendous. That was horrendous. I would throw up. So mortifying. Oh, my God. Okay. Do we have a picture for this one, the hair fire one, Native? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, from uh, from Hannah, right? Yeah, Hannah from Ohio writes, Hey, Christine, love your podcast. I have a mom fail for you. <laughs> Attached is a terrifying picture of me catching my daughter's hair on fire while blowing out my birthday candles. Don't worry, it hardly caught on fire. <laughs> Because everyone in the room, aside from myself, realized what was happening and quickly pulled us back before we got too close. What can I say? I'm 25, but I still enjoy making a wish with my eyes closed. Hilarious, lad. <laughs> it is right there. And that hair burns up quick, boy. Let me tell you. I remember one time I burned all my eyelashes off when I was lighting a cigarette off the stove when I was like 14 years old. Like you smell it first and then you hear it. I mean, uh, you smell it and then you see it when you're when you're burning your hair. It's really weird. That smell is pretty pretty distinct. Yeah, burnt hair is pretty. Foul. Have you done that? Have you burned your eyelashes yet? Um, I feel like I might have done that in college, trying to light a <laughs> joint off a stovetop. That's the worst way. Yeah, and I think it was like a metal coil too, so it was really fucking. <laughs> That's hot. how I fucked up my eyelashes. Yeah. You can never let your cigarette off of a metal coil. Yeah. That's the danger zone. Yeah, the 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 it gets exponentially hotter the closer you get, and you <laughs> yeah. don't even realize because you're like, well, I don't see a flame. How hot is this really? Uh, and it's so much hot worse. Hot enough to boil water. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
break is at least the burner. Like you see the tip of the flame. That's the hottest. So, you know, like, oh, I lean in a little bit. Right. You have a yeah. good more sense of yeah. like spatial awareness <laughs> yeah. when you see a flame. But that that coil will yeah. burn your hair off. You'll get jacked, bro. The worst, though, have you ever lit your cigarette off the electric stove? That takes forever. Oh, well. I think after <laughs> I started burning my hair off, I realized like, oh, you could kind of just drag it on the metal coil yeah. for it to catch yeah. an ember, and then you just take it outside and get it going out there. You come up, you know, you come up with with all these workarounds if you need to. Yeah. Yep. Well, poor girl. There you go. Well, they caught it in time. It does go fast though. That hair burns real quick. You gotta be careful. All right, bath time. My name is Anna from Wichita, Kansas. I'm a big fan of all shows, YMH. Why, thank you, my love. Over the last year, our three-year-old has been learning things like brushing his own teeth, dressing himself, and washing his own hair. The other night, he yelled for me to come see that he had washed his own hair all by himself. I walked in, and he was way too proud of himself. I couldn't tell him he had used my face wash, oh, instead of shampoo. Keep him high and tight, all of that. That sucks. Poor little buddy. They don't know the difference between anything. But at least he didn't pour out all the shampoo, all the face wash into the bath, which is what my older boy loves to do. He thinks it's really funny to take the shampoo, the whatever bath stuff and just all of it. So I have to rip it out. No, that's a no, no. That's a no, no. That's a no, no. All day, every day. So there you go. And he keeps on doing it. He's such an asshole. Like he just will. He's been doing it since he was since he could. He grabs, I, I use Burt's, the body wash for kids. It's like mm -hmm. this big. Yeah, and, he, and he, whenever he gets a hold of it, I want to wash myself, mommy. Okay. And if I turn my back for one second, just, <laughs> he loves to squirt the entire contents. There's got to be something on Amazon to help prevent that, right? Yeah, of course. There's got to be. I just haven't found it yet. I buy everything else, though. Now look it up. I know, right? Oh, and then they start playing with the drain, both the boys. They love pulling out the drain in the tub, and they think that's funny. So now I'm constantly telling them not to do that with the drain. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, have you tried switching okay. over to pump? Here pump we bottles? go. Child. No, because then what will happen is Ellis will grab that or the baby, and then they'll start screaming and crying for me to open the thing. Open it. Open it. Open it. I'm like, oh, you fuckers. <laughs> it's a no-win game, bro. You just got to rip it out of their hands entirely and just make a no-no. It's a no-no. Just the whole thing is a no-no. Mommy's the only one that touches the damn soap. All right. Kid promised to play nice. Hey, Christina, I have a mom fail for you. Recently, I decided to allow my son to play upstairs by himself. Oh, well, I don't know why I delivered a four-year-old. I don't know why I believed a four-year-old when he promised me he'd stay in his room, but I really wanted to catch up on laundry. Yeah, yeah. He decided to take fun at his own hands, and we still have stains all over the carpet. P picks included. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see. Oh, man. <laughs> yep. I know I've had the exact same. Yep. It's, it looks like your lipstick. Yeah. Um, Ellis took my. Yep. In the carpet. There's red lipstick in the carpet. Red lipstick on your white walls. Red lipstick on the toys on his face. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Son of a bitch. I've been tricked too, girl. Yeah. That's a bitch getting off your walls too. Oh, in the face. He's so cute though. Oh, they're cute, aren't they? They'll lie, to you. They'll lie to you every time. Don't turn your back for an instant, these little little stinkers. Okay. 
Um, this one's funny. What the hell? Missing Metallica to get Prego. Hey, Jeans. I've wanted to be a mommy as long as I can remember, but I've been patiently waiting for my husband to get on the same page. Ugh. And holy shit, he finally has agreed and we can start trying to conceive. Wish us luck. Yes, good luck. I was so excited, of course. However, as guilty as I feel to admit this, I was a teeny bit bummed because earlier this year I pre-ordered tickets to see my favorite band in the world, mother effing Metallica at the Louder Than Life Festival. Last year, 40,000 people attended and I went and it was amazing. I got super contact high. But not the place for a pregnant lady, if you know what I mean. So I guess this is my first official mom fail. Haha. But while I hopefully won't be able to see James, Lars, Kirk, and Rob this year because I will have a huge prego belly, I fully intend on singing my future children enter Sandman to sleep every night. Piss on me, beat me. Hilarious. Thank you, guys. Well, Sarah, I know I, I, um, I did a similar. I did the same thing. I bought tickets to the Breeders. And then I ended up getting pregnant and like first trimester pregnant and I could not go because I would throw up everywhere if I went because you don't want people touching you and smoking dope around you while you're pregnant. So there you go. You can always go to Metallica once you pump that kid out. Uh, what other fails? Do we have yeah, any we, more? We have a whole bunch of voicemails. Ah. Yeah. Um, so this first one. Ah. Um, so this message, uh, you started off kind of mumbly. Yeah. Um, so there's not a bit of an introduction, but you get right into it, but I think it's great. Okay. My wife called me while I was traveling and said my son had to tell me what he got for his birthday. And he said a pedophile truck. So confused, I asked him to repeat it. He then again yelled, pedophile truck. And I said, huh, um, like a van with no windows or like an ice cream truck, something like that. <laughs> he goes, no, a pedophile truck. So I'm at this point completely confused and listening to everybody laughing in the background when somebody yells, it's a pedal fire truck. A Keep them high and tight. Oh, oh, like a pet, right? Like a fire truck you can pedal. It's a pedal fire truck. Oh it's my a pedophile god! Truck. I know the kids—they do that stuff. You all, oh my god, that's so funny. That's so horrible. A pedophile truck. Oh, that's cute. I was like, how does he know that word? That's a big boy word. That's a pretty advanced stranger danger lesson. God damn! All right, what else we got? Oh my. Hi, Christina. This Hi, is Casey Jesus. from Texas, and I have one of the worst mom fails I've ever had. I have four kids, so I have a lot of fails. But this one happened the other night, between 5 and 7 in the evening, what I call the hell hours. The littles were rotating baths while I was trying to cook supper, in and out. And three was in the bath. And my oldest brought her to me because she was screaming. So I look, and she has gotten into my nail polish oh and painted her vagina with nail polish so i get to call poison control and the nurse laughed at me we laughed together she said everything should be fine just put lotion or olive oil something to get it off but she was in the bath so i went in washed her off with soap and water and she was perfectly okay but that was definitely one of my most iconic mom fails in the 12 years that I have been mommy. 
Mm. Um, thanks for doing this podcast. Uh, keep them high and tight. You got it. That sounds horrendous. <laughs> vag. Nail polish on your vag. I put nail polish remover on my vagina accidentally, and that really hurt. So I, I guess the polish would hurt too. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Yeah, five to seven is are the hell hours um definitely when you're putting kids down it's so funny because it's also when you're the most tired especially if you work during the day and you come home and like now you're just you're getting bath time you're getting dinner time ready uh night time trying to get them to sleep it's just like a battle gosh uh feel free girl all right what else we got hi christina big fan of your podcast um i'm only 21 so i'm not ready to be a mommy yet but i love getting insight from you and your viewers or when that day comes. Um, I wanted to share a cool mom fail of my parents. Um, when my brother was a baby, my parents dipped Cheerios in milk and stuck them to his cheeks <laughs> just for fun. And when they wiped him away, he looked like he'd been attacked by an octopus because it left little circles all over his face. <gasps> and lo and behold, he's extremely allergic to cow milk. And that's how they found out. Oh. Um, but I guess it was all for the better but it's definitely not a normal way to test for allergies. Um, oh, and I also wanted to mention that um, my dad says those heavy-duty earmuffs you wear to mow the lawn also work to, to take the edge off for screeching toddler tantrums. Oh. Anyway, thanks for listening. Ta-ta there. <laughs> Ta-ta there, TikTok. She put that in there right at the end. I like that. Um, that's a really good thing about the earmuffs. I'm going to look into that because, man, yesterday, Jujito was just screaming. I was, like, ready to lose my mind. Um, but, yeah, that's a good one. It's a better way to find out your kid's allergic to milk than letting him drink a bunch. That's for sure because you don't have to deal with the puking, at least. So True. I feel like if he had a glass of milk, that'd be... They, they'd have a much worse trip to the hospital. Yeah, disastrous. I'd say that's a, a parent win. Damn. That's how you should do it. Glue Cheerios to your face kids face <laughs> what else keep them coming i like these so i have three mom fails oh. for my 12 year old son uh when he was one and a half he wanted to carry the cookies in from the car and i wouldn't let him because i didn't want him to drop it so i left him in the garage um while he was throwing a fit so i could go inside and um, put them down, came back out, blood everywhere. He had tripped and fallen and oh. hit his head on a paint can that was sitting next to the Fuck. wall, required four stitches. Second one, mm. he was about one and a half, standing next to the sofa. I saw him put something into his mouth, thought it was a raisin because he ate them all the time. As he was putting it in his mouth, I realized it was a piece of shit that had fallen out of his pant legs because he was potty training and um had to pull that out disgusting still look at his face today and think about that shit going in his mouth oh my god third and last one when he was about one and a half this is terrible he told me to shut up while i was trying to change his diaper and walked away grabbed him hit him so hard uh on his butt smacked him on his butt um felt terrible still feel guilty uh 11 years later but he's never told me to shut up again have a good day bye <laughs> Damn, she's cold as ice. Yeah, but he tells his therapist about that. Don't worry. <laughs> Damn. I mean, those are legit mom fails, I will say. Getting four stitches because he left them alone in the garage at that age. Yeah, lady, that's, that's pretty gnarly. That's a precarious age. 
that you're dealing with, though. You basically do have to keep an eye on them 24-7. All it is is don't put that in your mouth. Don't be alone. You can't leave them alone. You can't take your eyes off of them. Dude. I just keep thinking about him eating poopy. Yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a real thing, you know? it's uh, They don't know that that's of as course. disgusting as it is. You have to tell them not to... You have to tell them not to jam their fingers up their butt and then put their fingers in their mouth. You have to tell them not to touch their poo all the time. Like the first three or four years of their life, don't touch your poo. Can I see it? No. Can I touch it? No. <laughs> they love their poopy. They love everything that comes out of them. Speaking <sighs> of poopy, we got yeah. one more fail. Great. Hey, mommies. So I have a two-year-old little girl and a four-month uh, little boy. And my little girl is super into puppies right now, so she actually um, reacts better to calling her a good dog or a bad dog <laughs> uh, to affect her behavior. Well, so she, uh, so she had to go potty, so we're potty training, and took her in the bathroom, did not bring wet wipes, um, opened her pull-up on one side, and there's poop. And I'm like, oh, no. Okay, so I said, lay down, lay down, go to get the wipes. She doesn't lay down at all. In fact, I come back and she is up. And if you can picture it, wiping her butt on the rug like our Chihuahua does. <laughs> Thanks, mommies. Good dog, bad dog. That's my favorite. You're a good dog, you're a bad dog. Well, that's hot time. Hey, man, she figured that shit out on her own. Let's do some mom hacks and then... Um, yeah, here we go. Laundry hack. Please give me a laundry hack. I feel like that's the never-ending situation. I was doing my laundry thinking about the conversation you and Leanne had about laundry. Currently, I do all the family's laundry and I have a winning tip. Instead of sorting by color, like we were taught, sort by person. Yes. In the laundry room, I have a sorter with each family member's initial on it. And each day I do one member of family's laundry. The kids love looking for their sparkly letter bin and adding laundry to it. I use glitter glue to initial the bins. Then it's easy to put the laundry away after I fold it and no putting socks in the wrong person's drawer. Such a suburban mom, such a suburban mom hack, but it saves time making multiple piles and putting laundry away in three rooms each day. Katie, Katie, that is genius level mom hack. I've never heard of that. Uh, but that is fantastic, especially if you make it fun for them to put their stuff in their own particular bin. That is brilliant. Okay, here's another mom hack. Christina, I am a 40-year-old dad of two, nine and 14. Uh, here's a great one that has been a lifesaver over the years. My kids make some of the biggest, most dense shits that I've ever seen. Easily three to four times larger than my adult shits. Jesus. Needless to say, these never want to go down the toilet. Rather than fuck around with plungers or anything else to break up these literal logs, I just grab some dish soap. What? Give it a few squirts of Dawn and wait a few minutes. The soap will help to reduce the density of the poop and lubricate the toilet pole. So it will flush away with ease. This works so well, they really ought to put it in the commercials. <laughs> I love the podcast and do show, shows in Atlanta. Thanks, TK. Wow, that's a really neat one, TK. <laughs> We may have to use that at YMH Studios. My husband tends to clog up the toilet here. Nadav, go get some dish soap for my hubby. You got it. You got it. All right, let's do I guess we'll leave with some um, 
what would CP do? And then, um, yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, hey, Christina. Cool mom. Oh, wait, hold on. What? Hold we on. have more? Hold on. You got oh, mom sorry. questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P do? I didn't realize. I forgot. <sighs> Okay, we have a cool mom from Chile, Scotland. Oh, Scotland. I love it. I love Scotland, by the way. So much more fun. I had so much more fun there than I did in England for many, for many reasons. Well, I wasn't a stuffy part of England. Maybe that's why. My daughter, who is three, woke up this morning and asked me why dad, dad's pee, why dad, dad pees from his belly button. <laughs> As it's a house of girls... He pees sitting down so they don't ask questions, but she must have caught him. I told her it doesn't work that way, and she said, oh, my God, have you not seen Dada do that yet? Watch him wee-wee today. He squeezes it over the toilet, and wee-wee comes. <laughs> I managed to just move conversation on, but what should I say? I'm not sure if a three-year-old girl should be told about the bits below that below that high and tight belt love you mommy jasmine i don't know i i think it's better to introduce them early to that stuff just explain it very matter of fact and um you know let her know that boys have a penis girls have a vagina um ellis walked in on me in the shower a couple weeks back or i don't know a month back and he's like what's that like he just pointed at it and i'm like it's my vagina dude it's where you came from bro and he was like all right <laughs> you blasted that area dude it's where you came from homie he didn't seem too affected so yeah just tell him the truth it's just anatomy they're just parts just skin flaps of skin nerve endings uh getting over baby fever hi mommy my name is autumn i'm 25 and have two little jeans eight years old and three years old yes that means i had my first kid at 17 and my second kid at 22 both were oops i got pregnant my first time after having sex and my second baby i was on birth control anyways my hubby and i after many years of struggling are finally in a good place relationship wise and financial as well but i have been getting baby fever like bad i was going through all of my my son's baby clothes and i could smell that sweet newborn smell i know we don't have the resources right now to have another baby and i fear bringing it up to hubby because i don't want him to think i want a baby right now or have him think every time we make sweet, sweet love, I am attempting to get pregnant. For fuck's sake, I still have my next plan on. I guess that's um, birth control. What's the best way to get over baby fever? And should I bring this up to my husband? Thanks. And home man out, Autumn. Well, Autumn, I don't know why you're hiding your baby fever. Um, you say you're in a good place relationship and financial wise. So I'm not sure what the problem would be. It's, but you say, I know we don't have the resources right now to have another baby. Well, listen, I say you bring it up with him because I, I think it's, um, I think the only thing you don't want to have in this life is regret. And if you have it in your little heart to make another little jeans, um, why not go for it? You have a good relationship. You've got the money. Just bring it up. I'd say float the idea and just jokey jokey. See how he responds. Um, let's see. You've got an eight year old and a three-year-old so you guys are kind of out of those those woods but you're still in diapies baby with a three-year-old so it's not so crazy now is the time i would say do it just float the idea my advice to ladies is be as manipulative as possible and you bring up this topic after making sweet marital love at least that's when my husband is most malleable to my suggestions or after you fed him a nice meal that's what guys like getting laid and eating so if you can satisfy those primal needs first um 
they're way more they're way more susceptible to your charms you know what i'm saying you gotta charm him sit in his lap tell him he's handsome come on what are you fucking new see this is the problem with the women's movement is that you guys have forgotten us women have forgotten the powers of feminine persuasion you forget the powers of manipulation sexually with food with all the things that men like you got to do it sometimes just massaging you're just massaging uh the the wheels of marriage you know what i'm saying you got to use your feminine charms your while so just charm him a little and see if he'll do it and if not don't push the guy you know because at the end of the day you know they, they feel the financial pressure they got to provide 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 Okay. Oh, we have. Do we have any? Oh, oh, let's do voicemails. Hi. Hi. So I really want to talk about my situation between my two boys right now. So my five, I have a five-year-old and I have a 21-month-old. And the younger one just loves to beat the shit out of the older one. It's really, really fun for me because he just goes up to the older one and hit him or bite him and laugh. Like, it's the funniest fucking thing he's ever seen. And I don't really know what to do about it. Um, I try saying gentle touches or be nice or no, and nothing really seems to work. My little one just thinks it's the most hilarious thing ever to beat the shit out of his older brother. That's crazy. And sometimes other kids I take care which is really, really awesome for me as a mom. It's (laughs) nice to try to figure out how to deal with that. So I'd love your advice on how to deal with abusive younger brothers. Awesome. All right. Thank you. I mean, I got to say, in our house, it's um, it's the opposite. The pecking order is usually with the older bro, at least in our house, the older bro constantly wants to kill the younger one yep that's my house too is that right so what what did you guys do because we're figuring it out ourselves uh i mean if you have two sons that's going to happen they're going to beat the shit out of each other but (laughs) you know for the most part there wasn't really any hate involved when me and my brother did it we just loved the act of fighting you know (laughs) i know it's like and we got so excited when the family had plans that me and my brother weren't involved in because it's like oh fuck yeah dude we're gonna pull the mattresses (laughs) out and we're literally gonna beat the shit out of each other for a couple hours till they come back i Um, know it's what boys like doing you know it's roughhousing they like to roughhouse but i don't know what to do when they're that young i know that is something that does happen they love to roughhouse and there's nothing and, and even at school, Ellis does it consensually with other boys. They do the pushing game where n- they don't get in trouble for it because everyone's all the boys are in on it. And Ellis tried the pushing game with his cousin Paloma, Iris's daughter. And she was like, what the fuck, dude? Do not push me. I'm a girl. You, re- you know, you TikTok. Uh, but uh, whoops. No one heard that. Right. Uh, so um, it is a boy thing. If they're having trouble with school, he could be aggressive. Like this could be an anger thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe at least for the young one. Like, I mean, we're not experts, so definitely yeah. get a specialist involved. Yeah. But I'd say for the older one, it's important to kind of be like, hey, you know, if someone pushes you around and you don't like yes. it, yes, you know, like don't don't start fights, but you know, step off, homie. Yeah, exactly. Like make sure that people know that you ain't about that life. Especially dudes. I mean. Yeah, you got you to gotta encourage it. I always listen, and I know it's not the popular thing now, 
Um, and at school, your kid can get in trouble for fighting back. Did you know that? That you get your kid gets suspended if they hit back. But I always tell my boys, if someone messes with you, you mess right on back. You defend yourself. And to me, that's the right thing to do. I'm not going to let some kid push me. Why would you let someone push your child around? It's nutty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't start fights. Fucking end them. Hell yeah, bro. And that's some old school stuff. I don't know. Whatever. But uh, also be cautious. Maybe the older boy, does he feel like, is he being protected and everything? You may want to have someone look into this because I just don't know. I'm sorry. I wish I knew more. I do know that we have the ouchie game in our house like like Nadav was saying, very common. The kids love hurting me. I've had a red mark on my neck from my little infant last night, just throat ripping me with his nails. I don't know if you can see the red marks. And they laugh hysterically. My infant will just, and then ha, ha, ha. They do it. It's the ouchie game. So it is within the realm of norm. But uh, if he's doing it at school, too, I don't know. That's a whole other deal, man. You may want to ask the teacher even what, what they suggest. So... Uh, what other one more? Let's do one more voicemail and then we'll we'll wrap it up for sure. Today. Yeah, we got one more. Hi, Hitler. Long time <laughs> listener. First time caller. I have a question for mommy, Kirsten. I was wondering if and or how your relationship with Tom changed when you had Ellis mm. and how your relationship with Tom and Ellis changed when you had Julian. Um, I have a five month old and I feel guilty saying that I love my baby more than I love my husband. Not that I love my husband less than before. I mean, without him, I wouldn't have my daughter. But I wouldn't put up with his shit if I didn't actually love him. So I'm just wondering, you know, like, she grew, she lived and grew in my belly for nine months. I birthed her. She feeds off of me. It's a different type of relationship, a different type of connection. She's like a part of me, you know. So should I feel guilty? Is it wrong of me to feel this way? Is it normal? I'm hoping to have more children. So I wonder if I would feel this way, um, was I have another kid. So I was curious if you struggled with this type of emotion with each new addition to your family. Uh, representing all the pussy-eyed fans out there, thank what? you for your podcast. I'm learning, not, <laughs> learning to not just be a regular mom, but a cool mom, just like you. <laughs> thank you. A pussy-eyed fan? I, th- I think that's what I heard, too. A pussy-eyed? I think she's referring to the Hungarian racial slur of punzi semed, which is what, uh, which is pussy <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yes. I remember so we went must... over slurs for... Uh, for Asian people. Oh, okay. So she must be Asian. Well, shout out. Thank you. I'm so excited to have an Asian mom listener. It's great. So I think what you're really asking is I'm so in love with my baby. I think I might prefer my infant, my newborn to the toddler, to the husband, to whomever in my life. And I feel guilty. Um, Yeah, I think it's totally normal because you're making First of all, you go from a couple, right? It's you and the hubby, and then you're making that into a triad when you add your first child, and there's an adjustment to that. And then once you have your little triad, now you're making it, what is it? A quadruples? A quadrant? Uh, a quadruple? A, qu- a quad set. A quad set. Is that it? I don't <laughs> freaking know. Last the college kid, Zolo? A quadruple? A quadruple? A, a thruple a is a four, three. A four piece? A foursome? A four-piece meal? A four-piece meal. It's a four-meal combo. <laughs> Quadruplet. Quadruple. And um, so there's adjustments in every relationship, and you're just adjusting and learning. And I think, too, a lot of it is, like, you might at times, at least for me, I fluctuate in between just relating to a developmental era more. Like, I might prefer being around one child more than the other not because of their personality but maybe because of what they're going through (laughs) like it just might annoy me more to be in 
that month age or that year age. So I probably, you know, for a minute might be favoring somebody else in my head, even though I really tried to show them equal attention and love clearly. Um, I think it's super normal. I mean, you're super attached to your infant and that's like, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And it feels, you do feel guilty. I actually had the opposite when I had Julian, I felt really guilty about having to not spend as I wasn't able to spend as much time with Ellis because I was in the last month of pregnancy and then you have the baby and I felt like I was ignoring Ellis and I was just so upset because uh, I had such a close bond with him um, but yeah I think you go back and forth you fluctuate here and there someone's your you guys are having a particular like right now I'm in a romance phase with um, Julian because he's so sweet and he's such a he's attached to my hip right now and I just I'm in love I'm in love with all my both my children but it just fluctuates normal normal as far as the husband goes it does get harder with each new child because you just have less and less time and it does add more stress to the relationship when you know someone mentioned that 5 to 7 p.m time of putting kids down talk about a nightmare like it's now it's two screaming people and you're trying to get two kids in a bath and two kids in pajamas and one of you takes one and the other takes the other and the only thing I can suggest that really helped us was having structure and a routine down so that everybody knows what to expect. And by seven o'clock, the house is really usually quiet unless something is going on, somebody's sick or something like that. And then um, daddy and I have our time. And that's really, really important to us, Tommy and I, that we have at least those couple or two or three hours every night that he's home that we're together. Just mommy, daddy. We have no babies in the bed. Um, and we just reconnect there. It's just, it's an effort. It's just effort. It really is to keep the marriage together, to stay connected. Um, and, um, and Tom and I are also really open with how we feel about kids at the time, you know, uh, you know, so-and-so is being a real asshole right now. So-and-so just did that. Oh my God. Like we bond over that. I would even tell my husband, I really love this baby more than I love you right now. I hate to tell you this, but I would fucking, if we were in a boat and I had to choose between you or the baby, I would kill you so fast. Like I would tell Tom that all the time. Like I just love Ellis so much more than you. I think Julian's way more attractive than you or like better. Um, just be honest, be honest. Okay. Leave me a voicemail, you guys. 213-375-5184. Again, that number, 213-375-5184. I love videos. I love seeing your faces. Send me a video to where my mom's at at gmail.com. Send me email. Send yeah, me and send voicemails. us a, a stuff for the new segment, Mom Fail or, or Mom Win. A mom Win. It's the new year, you guys, and I really hope uh, 2020 is going to be wonderful for you. And... Uh, and yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. This this first year of where my mom's at has been really amazing. How when did we start this show, Native? I don't even remember. It's not that um, long. This ago. is episode twenty seven. So I'd say this is exactly at the very close to the halfway mark. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's so we've, it. We've been. What do you mean that's it? We've been doing this for six months. <laughs> That's a lot, dude. Is it? Oh, yeah. I guess in my, my head that's... We've only guess... been in this new studio for one year, dude. Oh, that's right. I guess compared to YMH time, because we've done that show for so many years, that this feels like such a newer endeavor. Yeah. But um, I just want to thank you for listening to the show, for, for supporting, and for sending these emails. And I read them all, even though I may not answer them all. And I really appreciate you guys buying the shirts and coming out to the shows. And I hope to see you... Uh, when I do my live dates. Okay, so 
Uh, I'll see you. Until next time, stay cool, mom. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at?